Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nakama Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz, and I'm here with my co-host. So? And today, we're going to be talking about Anime Expo Lite, which was an online convention that happened, I believe it was July 4th weekend. My birthday. Yeah. Starting off, Anime Expo Lite had its own little um, opening ceremonies, as most conventions do. And I wanted to touch up on that a little bit to explain two things. One, the whole thing is a fundraiser of sorts for a charity called Hate is a Virus, which is, I believe, uh, a charity that is trying to combat uh, racism and stuff like that, which I, you know, is is uh, definitely something that, you know, needs to be worked on. One thing that I didn't like about the convention initially was that they partnered with a company called Tixer to do the whole thing. And for the first three days of the convention, which is important because the first two days of the convention were live streamed. The third day was uh, when all the VODs went up. But for the first two days, those were the live streams. And it seemed like for the first three days, uh, from what I could see on Twitter, not just me, but a lot of people were having uh, issues with live streams not working. And then on that Monday, when the VODs went up with sometimes the, the VOD like window not even appearing at all. And... I was having this issue as well, so I went ahead and filed a support ticket with them because that's what you do. And I ended up getting an automatic email back saying, hey, uh, everybody's out of the office for the holiday, so uh, we'll get back to you in 48 hours. And to their credit, they got back to me in 48 hours, but it, it actually just kind of was resolved before then. And then also to Anime Expo Lights credit, the people that I talked to from them were uh, just incredibly nice. Uh, they were very, they're very helpful with the whole situation. They understand understood why people were frustrated. They were in everybody. Like if you tagged them, you know, hashtag or an at at all on Twitter during that period of time, they responded to you. Even if you had no likes, like I saw people who posted things that had one comment and that one comment was from the people at Anime Expo Lite saying, hey, we know this is a problem. It's getting resolved. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email, here's this. And then sometimes, you know, going into further conversation with people about it. So they were the, the event hosts, uh, as far as Anime Expo Lite is concerned, were incredible. And it's it's honestly like something that I, I want to see from more conventions, because oftentimes you do sort of just get that automatic response of like, well, that's not our problem. So go go talk to these guys. So it was nice to see that they they actually sort of took control of the whole thing and tried their best to make sure that their patrons were satisfied. From all I'm gathering is these last uh, convention events, Fanime, AX, and last year's Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is the best one so far for, for because like slight spoilers for what we're going to talk about. Honestly, I still think I enjoyed Crunchyroll's convention, digital convention last year. As far as Crunchyroll's convention last year, it definitely had less technical issues. And I do think that that is mostly because Crunchyroll, first and foremost, is a video streaming site. True. So as far as expecting uh, a high traffic of, you know, a high amount of traffic, they do that literally every week when, you know, a popular anime goes up or a new episode of that goes up. They already expect the high volume as far as technical support goes with video problems. Again, something that they already deal with. And then when it comes to sales of things, they have their own store. So mm -hmm. I'd imagine that if anybody was prepped for this initially, it was Crunchyroll. So the fact that they do well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm still very grateful they did well, but it was a little bit more expected with them. Whereas Anime Expo Lite, they did do, I believe they did one last year. But I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't attend it. I didn't see anything about it. So I'm not sure how they did it. 
Uh, it sounds like Tixer was a new decision for this year, so I don't think that this is something that necessarily they've they've already learned from. That you know this will be for a down the road sort of thing. What I will say is that as far as information goes, there was a lot more in this convention than I thought there was going to be. Yeah, assumed, there was there was almost a little bit too much. Yeah, I assumed it was mostly going to be you know fan panels, your your sort of bog standard like AMV competitions and your uh, which waifu or husbando is better sort of things. You know, little things like that. But it was a lot of actual industry announcements, which one of the first big ones was the uh, Crunchyroll industry panel. For that one, you had... I don't actually know that guy's name, but he's the same dude that I've seen at like every single Crunchyroll panel. Like the Crunchyroll expos that we've gone to in person... It's the same guy. I don't know his name. I've spoken to him once. He seemed like a chill dude. I don't know who he is, though. But he's he's like Crunchyroll's, I guess, main presenter or something. And the whole panel was literally just like him in front of a camera, clearly on his like computer or whatever, talking. Sort of, It almost felt like one-on-one -on -one in a way, which was kind of cool, about all of the things that Crunchyroll is, is doing. He announced the uh, sequel to uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, which is Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S, which has already started uh, going. I actually started watching it, but it's not something we're going to talk about on the podcast because we generally don't talk about season twos. He also announced uh, the second series for uh, My Next Life as a Villainous. It's called My Next Life as a Villainous, All Routes Lead to Doom X, because for some reason, people just aren't using two anymore. It's probably a Japan thing making it sound cooler because... That's what they did with Monster Hunter Generations. They didn't go with Generations. I think it's called. I think it's called like Monster Hunter Cross. And they they use the X because yeah, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, they they like to use the X. I don't know. I like the X. The X is cool. But uh, they also announced Drugstore in Another World: The Slow Life of a Cheat Pharmacist, which uh, is an isekai about a dude who is uh, like a salaryman or some some sort of office worker, and he's just walking to work. I guess he walks through the park and finds himself in the forest of this, like, fantasy world. And using his, I guess, just natural, like, knowledge that just people have about things now, he's able to establish himself as, like, this, like, powerful, not spellcaster, but similar in this fantasy world to become a pharmacist. Because, as always, there's video game rules, and part of the video game rules are that uh, a lot of the things that you can forge and think, you know, stuff like that, the the potions you can make are, are a little bit too OP because I guess the game doesn't expect you to focus on just that. But that's what he does. And he decides to uh, just take a chill life as a pharmacist. And so tonally, it reminds me a lot of I've been killing slimes for 300 years because it seems like that's what they're going for. It's just a person who worked a lot in their lifetime and then got sort of a new lease on life in a, in a different area that they can exploit. And instead of deciding I'm going to be, you know, some sort of like great king or warrior or something, is instead like, let me take a kind of boring job and just relax for a bit. So that's something that, you know, I, I definitely want to check out. And we're definitely going to check out for the podcast. Um, what was the name again? A drugstore in Another World. That one is out this month. I actually don't know if it's already out yet. But when they announced it, they did say July 2021. Okay, that's not the one that I was thinking about. 
he also announced Battle Game in Five Seconds, which is a uh, anime about a group of kids that are visited by a woman from a strange organization that sort of locks them all in together and pits them in a super-powered fight against each other. And obviously, with this setup, the main character then uses the powers that he's given to try to uh, rise up against the organization. So it's, you know, it sounds like it's going to be your your sort of standard uh, shonen action type thing. But those are always pretty fun to watch, so, hmm. They also uh, announced one of their new games. They already have uh, Princess Connect Redive, which I have been playing myself recently, and it's, it's pretty okay. Uh, but they announced a new game called Mitrosphere. It did already come out, I believe, this month, but obviously, you know, they're they're gearing up for, for more things, and it's a relatively new game. I still need to check it out, but that was one of the things they focused on. They also brought up their new line of originals, their shows that they themselves helped produce. They have one Crunchyroll original that they actually partnered with Adult Swim to produce, which is called Pirate Princess. And that is about a uh, girl who remembers being saved by a boy uh, from a sinking ship on the same night that her father died. So she uh, winds up being taken to an island of like ninja pirates and discovers that her father was actually on some sort of quest for this like mysterious crystal. And she's being chased by all of these like badass female pirates. It all sounds very Pirates of the Caribbean. But Pirates of the Caribbean is pretty fucking awesome. So that's yeah. something I want to check out. They did not, I believe, release a, a date when it's going to come out. But I would expect fairly soon, considering they're already announcing it. They also announced Sakugan, which is a mech action adventure that takes place in a world where people are kept in these like cramped colonies surrounded by a labyrinth. And there are specific people in these colonies whose job it is to go out into these like labyrinth areas and find new uh, locations and then mark them off. And those people are called markers. So uh, it's about a girl who wants to become a marker. And, you know, she goes out and perhaps, you know, she comes across some weird monsters and giant, you know, beasts. So that one uh, they did show a trailer for and that one looks pretty cool. They also announced an anime called Orient, which uh, takes place in Sengaku area Japan, uh, which takes place in Sengaku era Japan, where a bunch of demons have conquered the land, and a 15-year-old boy named Musashi has to use special abilities to destroy them. That one doesn't have an announced date yet, but you know, it, it sounds very much like if you, you know, like it sounds like they're going for like a Demon Slayer vibe with it. They also announced Peach Boy Riverside, which it's about a princess who goes out on an adventure and happens upon a traveler named Kodo, who accompanies her through this like land of monsters until they encounter a, like a group of them. And it turns out that the person she's been traveling with for a very long time is the Peach Boy, Momotaro, who is an, an adventurer who was known for killing monsters. The Peach Boy, or Momotaro, is is sort of based off of an old Japanese myth of the same name about a boy who floats down the river in a basket and grows up to fight monsters. So it's, you know, pretty one-to-one -one sort of adaptation. They did show a little bit more about their upcoming show, Girlfriend, Girlfriend, which we have talked about on the podcast before. Yep. They showed uh, a little bit of a trailer for it, which uh, it's that one that's about a dude who's dating a girl, but uh, gets approached at school by another girl who wants to be his girlfriend. And he's like, this girl's really cool and she's really cute, but I already have a girlfriend who's really cool and who's really cute. 
What do I do? I know. Let me go ask my girlfriend if it's fine if I have two girlfriends. And uh, from what you can see from the trailer, it's very clear that it does not stop. <laughs> it does not stop there. And maybe there are, uh, you know, one or two more girls that he Damn. Uh, tries to. Heck is sounding like a rent-a-girlfriend. Actually, similar vibes. It looks like, it very much looks like if you like rent-a-girlfriend, you will probably like this one. It looks fun. And I'm looking forward to that one. That one also comes out this month. So we will be talking about that one probably fairly soon. Mm -hmm. They also announced Tsukimichi Moonlight Fantasy, which is about a kid who gets uh, taken to another world as a hero. But through some course of action, the goddess of this land decides, no, I hate you, and decides to take his status from him and then just like drop him in a random area. So I assume the rest of the show is him either trying to restore his place or something of that nature, because that tends to be where these kind of stories go. They also announced uh, Seirei Gensoki, Spirit Chronicles, which is about a boy who uh, has memories of two different lives and then realizes that the reason why he can remember one of them is because he's reincarnated. And so that one's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, half of it looks like it's like a fantasy type of setting, and the other half of it looks like it's just straight up like a regular human world. I don't don't know if it counts as an isekai does reincarnate i mean i guess it does right yeah reincarnation counts well yeah there's that one anime the i reincarnated as a slime no no uh jobless reincarnation oh yeah so yeah reincarnation i guess yeah is is isekai so i guess it's an isekai they also announced uh the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat i'm not even going to go into detail about what that's about you already know what that's about based off the title that comes out october of this year they also announced the land of leedale which is about a girl on life support who's put it actually reminds me of that that book series that you had me read sal about the dude in the vr game yeah because the ritualist. that's the ritualist there we go because this is about a girl who's on life support who gets put into a vr experience so that way she can like experience freedom in a virtual world before she dies and she ends up dying in the vr and gets sort of trapped in the fantasy world of of leedale that one comes out january of 2022 they announced the second series to restaurant to another world which that we know of is about new characters and if Nobody knows what Restaurant to Another World is. It's about a restaurant that's like in sort of like a discrete location that is a regular restaurant, except for Saturday nights where they close down in the real world and open up to what's essentially like a multiverse of, of different fantasy worlds. And you sort of start to see these characters from other places come in to this location. The last announcement that they had was The Night Beyond the Tricorned Window, which is about a bookstore employee who gets mixed up in a skew of supernatural engagements alongside an exorcist. And together, they stumble across a murder plot that uh, you can clearly tell that there's something up more than maybe just a regular murder. It does feel like maybe it's got a... And maybe I read into it a little bit weird, but based off the trailer, based off of what they said, it feels like it's got, like, almost a little bit of, like, boys love in there. Because it boys seems love? like... Yeah, it seems like the two dudes like each other. Oh, so Brokeback Mountain? Kind of, yeah. That's boys love means, like, gay dudes. I wonder how many people nowadays will understand that reference, Brokeback Mountain. I don't know. That's because an older movie. That's it's not old, old, but dude, it's older. It's hello. It, that movie was around when we were teenagers. Yes. It's over. You say that like we're not in our 20s. It's been like 10 years. Bro, you're in your late 20s. We're both in our late 20s That's now. true. It would be. So 15 years. Yeah. That was the other movie that Joker made. 
From, yeah, Keith Ledger. Oh uh, yeah, Keith Ledger. Keith. Oh, I, th- I thought it was Keith this whole f- this whole time. I thought it was Keith Ledger. I don't know if you're fucking with. I'm me. being for real. Like I thought it was Toby Keith, like that kind of Keith. No, Heath, like the Heath bars, like the chocolates. Like heathen? Like heathen, yes. That's so crazy. I still don't know if you're fucking with me. I'm I'm not I'm saying I'm not, so I'm clearly not. Okay. Keith Ledger, damn. Uh going from the Crunchyroll Industry panel, we do have some announcements from the Hololife panel, which I checked out because I knew Sal wouldn't, because Sal does not give two shits about VTubers at all. Isn't no, right, I don't. Sal? I did yeah. not. They had a couple of, uh, they actually had two Hololive uh, panels and then a uh, a V Shoujo panel, which is a competitor to Hololive, and then another panel for a, a bunch of other VTubers. But none of them except for one was like any sort of announcement-based thing. So the one that did have announcements was uh, Hololive's first panel, which would have been on Saturday. And they announced that uh, the VTuber Gargura is getting a Nendoroid by a Good Smile Company. And that Hololive English, which this is actually funny because uh, two episodes ago, when we talked about- One episode ago. Two. What was one? I'm telling you it's two. It was Fernanda's episode. Yes. So it's one. That was the one that was released as of this recording. Yes, but one episode, one episode ago would mean last episode. Mm. Two episodes ago means the episode before last. Then yeah. Yeah. Where two episodes ago, we talked about how... You talked about. Yes, I talked about how a bunch of Hololivers are getting their um, figures. They're getting figures from Good Smile Company. And I, as I say that in that episode, say, but we haven't heard anything about Hololive English, and I doubt we will for a little while. Uh, as I was editing that one, I actually added a piece into it from me editing it being like, Actually, never mind. Yeah. Because that day that we recorded that, which was the day that this this um, panel happened, like a couple hours after we recorded it, this panel happened, and they announced that the whole flight of Hololite English uh, VTubers, Mori Calliope, uh, Kiara, uh, Inanis, uh, Gargura, and then Amelia Watson are all getting pop-up parade figures from Good Smile Company. Do you mind this, like for vtubers is like back in the day when people used to use whale blubber as a oil for their lanterns and then thomas edison was like hey guys you know be cool electricity so the fact that we, we people used to use blubber then switch to electricity where it's like this is more convenient and i can understand why this is going to be the future but i don't like it Okay, so what you're saying is you understand that these VTubers are going to be everywhere. They're going to be... I'm just waiting for PewDiePie, Jacksepticeye, Markiplier, all of them to move into the VTuber space. Because I know Pokimane tried it, and that was a shit show. So many many people were giving her shit like, do you already make enough money? And I don't think she went into it. I think she just paid to have like a VTube thing that she was going to use. It was a promo thing. It mm-hmm. wasn't meant to be like, oh, this is replacing my regular thing. It was literally just her being like, this is something that I see people do. Let me try it out. Like, it, it, even from her perspective, she did not intend on like keeping it around. Well, yeah, it was just like, wouldn't... I'm going to fuck around for like one or two streams with it. She wouldn't get as much money. No, she wouldn't. And speaking of Hololivers uh, getting their figures from Good Smell Company... Good Smile Company actually had their own panel called Good Smile One Hobby, which if you're wondering what One Hobby means, it means wonderful hobby life for you because the Japanese title thing's weird. Yeah, they do. Yeah. 
But they did announce some upcoming products. Uh, as far as Nendoroids go, we're getting a uh, Natsu Dragneel and a Lucy Heartphilia, both from the final season of Fairy Tale, uh, made by Max Factory. And uh, the rest of the announcements from here out are like all good smile figures. We have Monica from Doki Doki Literature Club getting a Nendoroid, which I was wow. actually I was actually uh, surprised by. And then we have uh, Miroku and Sango from Inuyasha, and Phoenix Wright and Miles Edgeworth both from Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. They also announced a new product line. Uh, it's a spinoff of their Harmonia Bloom line called Harmonia Humming, and it looks like like a doll, but like an older doll. Like, not mm-hmm. like a modern Barbie. Like but a you know, porcelain doll? Or like a Raggedy Ann doll? I w- a Cabbage Patch Kid? Do you do you know what uh, what Barbie dolls looked like before they look like they do now? No. Okay, well, in any case, this looks like an older, still plastic, but an older style of doll. Still has, like, kind of a big head because it's anime. Uh, but it's called Harmonia Humming, and the first figure is going to be Hollow from Spice and Wolf. We haven't gotten any uh, indication as to other figures that are coming along, but it's a new figure series. So I would imagine Hollow's probably going to go for quite a bit of money if there are any, you know, Nendroid or figure collectors in general who, who collect for the sole purpose of selling things for more later you might want to look out for that hollow from Spice and Wolf because the simple fact that it is the first one. I remember the first Nendoroid doesn't even look like a, like a modern Nendoroid at all, but it still goes for quite a bit, even though he honestly kind of looks stupid. It still goes for quite a bit because it's the first one. It's the first one in what's very clearly a popular series, and it's very hard to get now. So I'm just saying it's a new series. Who knows if they're going to do well, if this product line is going to do well or not, because I know they've had some success, obviously mostly successes and some, you know, things that petered out. I don't know. Personally, I look at it, and it's not my style, but it definitely feels like it's more It's more meant for people who are into, like, uh, like a softer look, you know? Because Nendoroids are also not my thing. They... they it's no. the same reason why I'm not super into Funko Pops. Like, there mm. are some Nendos that look cool, but I don't think I would personally I think connect, collect them. The reason I would choose a Nendoroid over a Funko Pop is at least the Nendoroids have detail, while Funko Pops don't. Funko Pops all look the same. The only thing that changes is the colors and the hair because they go with that very minimalist, minimalistic look, which is dots for eyes. Yeah. A little thing for her mouth. But there are some of them that um, have a hella detail. Like I saw the Skeletor one from Yes. That one has hella detail. Hella. Uh, we also got some announcements for some pop-up parade figures. Uh, from Jujutsu Kaisen, we're getting a Gojo. Uh, we're also getting Yasuke from the hit Netflix anime, Yasuke. So- you mean the historically accurate Netflix anime. It's funny that you make that joke because it's clear that they had three people from Good Smell Company doing this. They had uh, somebody who was like a, a producer there, somebody who was from like the marketing department, and then somebody from like the production department or something like that. It's clear that the dude that was talking about it maybe hasn't seen Yasuke because he mentions at a certain point that it is based off of a historical person. And uh, one of the girls is like, really? Like, I'll have to check that out. And she kind of asks (laughs) him about who Yasuke was. And then he's like, oh, he kind of like obfuscates, right? Like he kind of dances around it a little bit. He's like, oh, well, you know, but it's like, it's a historical thing. I guess you'll just have to watch the anime to find out. And immediately I was like, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> she's going to start it, and there's going to be 16 mech suits on screen. And, and she's going to go, when did this happen? <laughs> How did we win against Japan? <laughs> Where did all the sorcerers go? Jesus. But uh, continuing on the pop-up parades, we're also getting a uh, Ryuko from Kill la Kill, which I'm down for. What they showed of it, it looks like it's pretty sick. So I kind of want to get it. We're getting an Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. And we're also getting uh, Naruto Uzumaki, uh, Kakashi, and Sasuke, all from Naruto. A little burritos. They also announced one scale figure of uh, Sakura Kinamoto from Cardcaptor Sakura. It's called Always Together, Pinky Promise. And it's this like super intricate figure, like the detail work on it. It looks really cool. It's not something personally I would own just because like I liked watching Cardcaptor Sakura, but it's not nearly close at all to any of my favorite animes that I would want to spend what's probably like $300. I would never spend that much. There are things I would spend that much for if I had the money for it. Not for me. Cardcaptor Soccer is not one of them. But The uh, the most I would spend on Impulse on a whim is on on my girlfriend Brittany and if it's something I'm like, she'll probably like that. But for myself, no, hell no. Like I've seen some figures and it's like, you know what? I should probably buy that for myself. It'd be cool to have. And then I see the price and I'm like, you know what? I like food more. (laughs) No, the thing is I wouldn't buy it on impulse. It would be a thought over decision for me. No, and that's the thing for me. So me and my girlfriend, whenever we go somewhere, she'll pick up something on an impulse and want to get it. I'll pick, I'll do the same thing for, for myself. For you, for your birthday, I was going to buy you the the full set of, um the, no, the first three volumes for Rent-A-Girlfriend and The Way of the House Husband because they had her at Barnes & Nobles. Yeah. She was taking so long, and I've told her this before, that I sat there and thought about it. I was like, should I really get this for Cruise three volumes? that's a lot of books but like it's a lot of story yeah like do i really does Kuz really need this so i ended up putting it back yeah that's why i just got you the whiskey instead which is awesome by the way which is just like it would have been the same for the the six volumes you would have gotten but because Brittany took too long at barnes and nobles (laughs) i just put it back that's why when i went to the liquor store where i can't remember world market yeah i grabbed it and immediately threw it in the car like this is a cruise But uh, yeah, that, that Sakura Kinamoto, they made it specifically to commemorate the Good Smile Company's 20th anniversary. Because while it was also Anime Expo's 30th year anniversary this year, uh, it's Good Smile Company's 20th. Which is crazy because I didn't know about Good Smile until like maybe a year or two ago. I did not know about Good Smile until like a month ago after I won that Miku from the Claw game. Which you didn't even listen to the songs I told you. Then I I I went ahead and, and, and two of them are like them. really really popular. I think Melt and this is the world. This world is mine. They're, I did listen to them. They're really really popular. And there was really one popular. of them where I listened to it and I was like, I feel like I know this one. I feel like I've heard this before. It was probably one of those two. The one that I was telling you is me and Vince is the love hate one with yeah. Ren and the, the other twin. Yeah. That one's funny. Mm. If you actually read the lyrics, I never do that. It, it's a it's it's a dude. It's they're a couple. Yeah. But the guy's like, I like you. So we're going to get married. And the girl's like, uh, what? And then he's like, yeah, we're going to get married and we're going to move to Shibuya and we're going to have three kids. What the fuck? <laughs> and so the, he just decides everything. And the girl's like, uh, I'm only 14, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? But at the end, she his persistentness and good hard wins her over. And then she's OK with that plan. That's weird. 
That's why it's called love hate because she loves him but also hates him at the same time because he's because he's pushy because he's open about his love for her. Ah, for me and Vince, that's what Vince does to me all the time. That's why I don't respond to him. He's oh like, God. shut up, Vince. He's just he just loves you too much. Yep. You want him to hate you a little bit. Yep. Oh my God. I'm like, use the good rope, not that shitty rope. Oh my God. Moving on to something I can actually talk about. There's Star Wars. Uh, there's an anime for Star Wars coming out this September for Disney Plus users called Star Wars Vision. One unique thing about it is it's an anthology, right? Yeah, it's an anthology. And every episode is going to have a different uh, studio behind it. One studio is making two episodes. But other than that, yes, every yeah. other Every episode is going to be its own unique story and unique style, which the one that I want to watch, I hope you have the title, but it was called like something Rhapsody. I don't have any of the titles. Yeah, that one was cool, though, because it's supposed to be a rock opera and it shows one of the Javas. I guess they're called they're they're considered the huts, right? Huts. Yes. That's the species. And this one has like long metal hair and he plays the guitar. And I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Most of the time. The huts move very, very slow. Yep. So the fact this guy's trying to be a rock star, she's like, damn, it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But uh, I do have a list of the studios that are working on the episodes. Uh, the first one they announced was Studio Colorido, which is uh, a studio you might recognize for working on Burn the Witch, mm-hmm. which is the... Uh, um, Wondering Witch Elena. No. It's not it's, that one? It's the sequel to Bleach. Yeah. Wasn't it called Wondering Witch Elena? That's a different one. You sure? Yes. Okay. Burn the Witch is the one about the dragons. Mm-hmm. I just thought it had two names, just like uh, no, Wandering to the Moon. Wandering Witch Elena is the one about the girl who wants to be a witch. She's being apprenticed, or she wants to be an apprentice, so she goes and she finds that one witch that's in the middle of the woods in, like, a tree, and then learns from her, and then, like, they pack what should be, like, a whole season's worth of information into one episode, and then she fucks off to some city. Yeah, I thought I just had two names, just like Fly no. Me to the Moon. no. Those are two different anime. So, yeah, we have Studio Colorido, who did Burn the Witch. We have uh, Gino Studio, who did uh, Golden Kamui. We have uh, Kinema Citrus Company, which made Made in Abyss. Studio Trigger, which made so many, so many different famous anime. But I'm going to go ahead and pick out Kill la Kill for this one. Uh, They also have uh, Science Saru, which I'm excited about because they did Devilman Crybaby. And that is an incredibly dynamic anime. I want to see the way that they're going to, you know, they're going to animate whatever story they're doing. Because if their story's got fights, I want to see those fights. If it's got spaceship flying, I want to see that spaceship flying. The little previews that they showed for all of these looked fucking good. Hella good. I think the only one that I didn't like was the one that had like a little bit of that chibi look. It was the one where the girls were really focusing and there's a fucking cat girl. Was it a cat girl or a bunny girl? It was a furry. I'm going to be real with you. I don't remember what you're talking about. It's it's one of the shorts. They were they were like, oh my God, I can't believe that that cat girl or bunny girl is so cute. Huh. And it, it really was just like an anamorphic cat or bunny. Yeah. It had titties. It had the ears and everything. And it's just like, oh my God, what have nice. they done? Uh, we also have Production IG, who did Psychopaths, and uh, Kamikaze Doga, who did uh, Stardust Crusaders, the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure series. Yeah, but it looks cool. Um, it looks hella good. 
we don't have to wait too long. Um, no. A little bit over a month and a half, and it'll come out. It's on Disney+. Plus. They didn't really give much into it other than each story is just its own thing, and that they're excited to flesh out more of this Star Wars universe because Star Wars are being so big. There's not really... We haven't even explored 10% of it. It's always just whatever the fuck the Skywalker family's doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people were upset about the whole getting rid of the expanded universe thing. But it seems like they are they got rid of that so that way they can do their own stuff. Yeah. And I, I definitely want to see what they do with it because, I'll, yeah, from the little bit, because we really did see, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like, like we a have taste. this whole universe that we don't even explore because we're just hanging out with the Skywalker lineage. Yeah, so I'd like to see where they go with it. It, it looks pretty cool. Uh, moving on from there... We do have uh, Mahoyo did a little bit of a showcase. Those are the guys who did uh, Honkai Impact and Genshin, and Genshin Impact. Impact. And uh, it was their their showcase was entirely about the uh, new expansion that they're doing to Genshin Impact called the Midsummer Island Adventure. And that is coming to Genshin Impact pretty soon. It adds a Wave Rider, which is a boat that you can actually pilot yourself across the water. Uh, it adds uh, some mysterious mechanical monsters. It adds bombs. It adds uh, a bunch of new challenges. One of them is like a tennis style challenge called Kaboom Ball. And then uh, another one called Legend of the Vagabond Sword, which is like a series of missions that you do to get like rewards uh, different items in the game uh, they also have the uh, echoing tales which uh, requires you to gather a bunch of conches around this like island that you're adventuring on that helps um, unlock some of the lore you learn a little bit more about the world and you discover some treasures and then uh, also Konosuba uh, they announced uh, Konosuba God's Blessing on this wonderful world Fantastic Days which is a mobile game coming soon to iOS and Android pre-registration is up already for that one I already pre-registered for it because yeah. I want to see what it's like hey i always pre-register for stuff there's so much stuff that i'm pre-registered for that when it comes out i'm like oh shit i forgot that was coming out yeah and then it just downloads to my phone yeah i wanted to pre-register for it purely because like i mean most of the time that these come out you you play them and then you're just kind of like this is kind of a shitty game and uh they seem to be hyping it up a lot so i want to see whether or not that there's well hopefully it's good to it being good they 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 hype up a lot of stuff and a lot of them come out and Unless you really, really get into them, you don't really hear about them. Yeah. The only reason you, you'll hear about them is if the algorithm picks up that you're interested in it. And yeah. then it'll start throwing that ad at your face all the time. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it's good. It's like when the algorithm found out that I like Raid Shadow Legends. And now that's the only ad that I see ever. Oh, and for me, for Reddit, it throws in my face that Warhammer game I had to play for me while we were driving. Yeah. And it's just like, why are you advertising a game that I already play? It is a little bit odd, yeah. You figure you'd you'd advertise games like that game and not that game specifically. But moving on from there, Asus, the uh, or I'm sorry, Asus, the uh, computer parts and accessories manufacturer, had a little showcase as well for their Republic of Gamers line ROG, uh, where they're doing a uh, sort of an Asus ROG crossover with Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, two versions. They have a Zaku version and they have just like the Federation Space Force Gundam version. The Zaku version is the coolest one. And they announced uh, a bunch of parts and accessories. They have a, uh, a Z590, which is a motherboard. That's all Gundamed out. They have an RTAX82U, uh, uh, which is a, a gaming router. It's a Wi-Fi 6 capable gaming router that's got a bunch of Gundam stickers on it. Personally, I don't use those because I plug my computer directly in. Yeah, I think it's really funny that they're showing this at ax but these have been on sale earlier this year yeah they're not like 
Yeah, and they're and they're expensive. I think that router thing is like two thirty, around almost three hundred. No, maybe like two fifty. I think it might be more than that. When I saw it, when it was on sale, it was that, and they sold out so fast. Yeah, uh, they well, one of the things that they also announced is the uh, G four RT uh, the G Force RTX thirty eighty Gundam series, and that's just not available. Yeah, like I, I mean, obviously. It's a special edition of a thing, so that's going to make it hard to get. But also, it's an RTX 3080, which nobody's really been able to get since it launched last year anyway. Yeah, like, um, I've seen them on, on Twitter, and, like, I look at them like, that's cool. I would never, ever get that, though, but fuck it. And then I, I just go click on the link just to just to see if I was interested, if yeah. I could get it. And I've, I've clicked the link as soon as it goes up. Never gotten it. Yeah. Uh, two things that I did see from it that you can still get. They did have the T-Force Nighthawk RGB 16 gigabytes of DDR4, which is memory, system memory. That's all gundam out. That's available. Their T-Force 2 terabyte card, uh, the ceramic NVMe SSDs. Those are also available. I personally can't get them because I cheaped out when I bought my computer and my motherboard does not have any ports for an NVMe drive. So I need to get a new one because those are way cooler. But I mean, you know, if you're out there and you're like, hey, I need a new NVMe SSD. Also, I love Gundam. Check those out. They might still be available. They also have a um, the ROG Strix LC360 RGB AIO, which is uh, AIO stands for all-in-one. It's a uh, cooler, like a water cooler. But instead of doing the runs yourself, it's already set up. You just put it on top of your CPU and then hook the radiator to the top of your case and boom, water cooling without having to do all the mess. They also have their own version of the Helios case, which is all, uh, or rather, they have a Gundam version of Asus's Helios case. That actually does look cool. And if I would have seen that, you know, five years ago when I was building my computer, I probably would have gotten it. Nowadays, I'm into more of like a, you know, more like a conservative vibe to it. Not a, you know, I'm uh, trying to move away from all of the crazy colors and all that. Dude, I and hate the space look. I hate that so much. Like that's one of like the things that put me off about going to PC is just how it looks like fashion, not like because you know you're talking about like everybody's trying to have like a weird, unique design rather than just no everyone. No, that's the thing. Everyone goes with the same basic fucking rainbow keyboards, LEDs. Oh, the RGB. Oh, uh, the... I fucking hate that. So like, I, I, I don't get the appeal of putting lights into my tower thing and being able to see my shit going because it's like you're using the computer to play games you know edit videos watch the work on it why the yeah. fuck are you gonna look like damn dude look at that motherboard right there look at all those lights lighting it up just like what's funny is uh what you're describing is an actual person there are people yeah are i know every time on reddit there's always those fucking like circle jerks and i'm talking about like elephant sized dick circle jerks and it's just like, that's gay as fuck. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, the reason why they always display RGB in advertising is purely just to show you the range of colors. You can actually just pick any one of those colors and it will just light up that. Like if I went through the trouble of going through my BIOS and just making all of my lights like white, I could do that. I haven't done it because I don't want to do that because I'm lazy. But I can't. The other thing I don't understand about the keyboard lighting up like that is, I don't know if people don't know, but like, even though if you're looking straight, even if you have glasses on, unless you have like those special glasses that helps reduce the light, all that shit is damaging, your, not damaging, but it's putting strain on your eyes. You might not feel it right away, but all those extra light, those bright fucking lights are just fucking with your eyes the whole time. And then you're like, why do I have a headache? 
Why all of a sudden I'm lightheaded and it's just like, I don't know, bro, maybe you're assaulting your fucking pupils with all this shit going around and you just don't realize it because it looks cool that you show off to internet people who also are just jerking you off and it's just like, it's really important here. Maybe you're just a bitch. My eyes don't do that. Yeah, my eyes don't do that, but that one game at round one, the stacking game, Yeah. that's the reason all those lights are right there on the sides is because they're flashing and it's supposed to help you miss the timing yeah well i mean as far as keyboards go that's one of the few things where like i'm like that makes sense to light up because sometimes i do be working on my computer at night and if i have like i have a black keyboard so having it light up makes sense because if i look down and i'm like what button this one that's the semicolon but i mean with a lot of those you can also just change the brightness most people don't because they like the colors just blasting out Personally, you you got close to the reason why I don't do that because you were you you mentioned glasses and then you went for eye stream. That's not why I do it. The reason why I dim mine a little bit is because it's enough for the light to catch on my glasses and my glasses are just just a little scuffed up. So the flare that happens across it actually makes it hard for me to like see shit. Yeah. So I have to have my keyboard like my keyboard lights have to be on while I'm working at night because obviously I need to be able to see what I'm doing, especially since, you know, sometimes your hands drift from their default position and then you're like, oh shit, I'm typing the wrong thing. But if I do it too bright, then I get this weird sort of like, it looks like uh, when you're taking a video outside in the sun and it catches just like a sunspot. Yeah. The, the, the lens flare. It feels like that, and it's fucking annoying. But yeah, uh, Asus did a whole thing. They they launched, um, or they, they announced all of these things that they launched that are Gundam. Uh, they also did like a monitor, mouse, headphones, keyboard. If you're into Asus and Gundam, but you want to get something that's actually going to be available and inexpensive, uh, they also showed off uh, t-shirts, mouse pads, and a water bottle, which are all, you know more expensive than they should be for what they are, but also still within the range that I would consider to be affordable. Mm -hmm. So that's always an option. Their mouse pad, you know, I'm not a big fan of the fact that it's just a square mouse pad instead of a keyboard one. I'm used to the keyboard ones, the whole full, like almost your full desk ones. I feel like those are a little bit more free, but eh, fuck it. You know, some people do things differently. But that, that's it for this one. We have a website. We have now. a website now. You can actually just go ahead and check us out at nakamapod.com. Uh, when you get there, you'll see all of the places that you can listen to the podcast that isn't whatever you're listening to it right now. You can see the socials for everything. Uh, on our personal crew pages, you'll be able to see Sal's socials. You'll be able to see mine. You'll be able to see our faces again. Yeah, you'll be able to see the uh, other places you can interact with us. That's where you can see our links for Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and, and all that jazz. And make sure to check out the uh, the bottom of the uh, page, the little footer, because it's also got links to all of uh, Salad Bites Media's other podcasts. And uh, you should check all those out, too. Yeah. But so. un until next episode, we'll see you guys. Bye.